people are just less interested in the Enneagram. Yeah, yeah. you're probably underestimating how much like don't fucking talk to me energy you have, you know? thank you that's literally exactly what i said it was like john's like beauty to scary ratio is just like it's like at toxic levels you know no one's gonna talk to you levels so a crom is venus emica is hades there you go well it depends on the time of the month that that's totally dark Dark and crom emerges the big hormone enneagram John Lukovich, 415, sexual self-praise, 458 traffic. I'm David Gray, self-praise sexual, 9 with one wing, 974 trifix. What up, it's Emika. I'm an 8 wing 7, sexual self-praise with 854 fixes. Hi, I'm Alexandra. I'm a social self-preservation, 9 wing 1, 963 trifix. Like and subscribe on Apple and Spotify and uh, leave us a review. If you want to support the show with a donation, you can find us on Venmo at Big Hormone and PayPal.me forward slash Big Hormone. <clears throat> what are y'all doing? I'm not. I'm just drinking. Check, I'm check, not. Check, check, one, not two, drinking. check one, two. I, was get, I didn't get into mushrooms. I'm stuff. like five, six. Okay. Are you guys we drinking just alcohol? Went to, we just went to Doris and got a little lit up at happy hour. Oh, how and, many? Yeah. How many? Uh, I, we had a uh, cocktail and a beer. Two and a half. We had a cocktail beer half. and then another half a beer. He's yeah, a and beer. then John's drinking a beer right now. All right. Are you going to have more, Alexandra? I think so, now that I'm seeing John, because I'm a copycat, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want to get the thing started? Yeah, let's go. Let's, we got, uh, uh, what's, uh, we what got a doing? list. I mean, we tend to just go through notable highlights of the year. I can, I can do a rundown of uh, some of the more popular episodes, and we can talk about, like, Cool. what episodes we like and then we just talk about some of the events of the year that were significant for us i guess to come, kind of come up with a theme for the year you know like how a band you know like a new band comes out and they put out their first album and there's this burst of creative energy and uh they make maybe one or two albums and then maybe there's a long gap and the third or fourth album is very different and what i realized you know, when I was younger, I didn't really get it, but the older I got, I realized, like, usually the first album is the culmination of what you've been building up to maybe for five to ten years. Like, you've been working on these songs for such a long time. So the first album is just, like, you're just unloading all this stuff that you've been wanting to put out. The second album is probably more of the same, but then you have to sort of, like, find a new octave or a new, new skin, mm-hmm. and which takes time experiences so it feels like this is the fourth year we've been doing this pod and the first you know couple of years was just kind of going through all the um expected things that we wanted to hit like the basic types and object relations and basically all the basics we've hit and this year it felt like we've just hit this sort of empty space and we were just following whatever came up uh there were a couple episodes where we would just show up and see hey let's just talk and see what comes up and so this year, instincts were the thing that kind of emerged. We did a lot on sexual instinct. Uh, we did the stacking roasts. Uh, we also kind of looked at, we looked at, um, I think, uh, one thing that was interesting was the OR stackings. We looked at that. That was cool. Um, 
But aside from that, it's been pretty chill. Like it's been pretty chill, free flowing kind of year. Um, and it feels like it's one of those things where you kind of have to experience things to let a new creative octave emerge without necessarily have trying to force something. So that's, that's my impression yeah. of this year. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I have felt like, I felt like this year was kind of like a, a tough year mm-hmm. um, on a personal level. And I don't know if, I think for most of us here, to, I don't know like how you feel, Emika, but at least for the other three of us, it has been like a tough year, like on a personal level mm-hmm. and really challenging. So like I've been in a place where I've been feeling not only personally challenged, but also I was thinking about this and I feel like the Enneagram is at a weird place overall. Like, you know, like the inner in, people, new pe- new people coming in has been lower than ever, but also um, I feel like the, you know, the Enneagram right before COVID, um, a lot of people did shift network mm-hmm. uh, presentations. And I feel like the shift network took this sensibility that the Enneagram Institute and other schools had cultivated over, you know, a couple decades of, hey, if you're going to learn the Enneagram, you need this like very focused, in-depth, in-person, experiential uh, combination of practice and information. And they were like, hey, we're going to just like maybe like throw some like nice little like listening meditations together. We're going to give you all the information. It's going to be all audio. It's going to be mm. all over the internet. And you don't have to be around anybody else to learn it. You don't have to interact with anybody in a real way. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's distill it as much as possible so we can make as much money as possible. Yeah. So I've been on the Shift Network um, Global Summit things plenty of times, but a lot of the major teachers were just offering. There was a period of time where like every couple of months, the sort of major teachers in the Enneagram were offering uh, basically the course that you'd have to pay a lot more for to get in person Ooh, and over time okay. for much cheaper kind of quick hit. And it was like, a, it was like make money fast kind of feeling to it. Mm-hmm. I think that's at a certain tone. And then I just think also with COVID, uh, you know, in conjunction with the shift network kind of moving what was in person into the online is that people just started doing their online TikToks and YouTube videos. And that just happened real fast. Yeah. It happened in a way that it was all based on the established information that came before mm-hmm. that this podcast has been majorly critiquing. Mm-hmm. And so that quality of information and the way that information was presented never had much of a um, work with it kind of orientation. Yeah. And so I feel like there's a combination of things that have led to where it sort of felt stagnant as an overall thing collectively in the Enneagram. And then, I, like, I mean, for me, like, I've been feeling like, man, I have invested so much time and energy into the Enneagram. And I kind of thought that this was something that my expertise would uh, be something I could just endlessly go forward with in the world. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, man, it, it doesn't, quite feel that way like i'm not sure sure about that i'm i'm like i i love that i invested as much time as i did on a personal level into enneagram right but now i'm like man uh 
I don't know if I have uh, the skills to feed myself. <laughs> right. Know, I don't know. This world. is the this is the first year where I realized I don't know if this is going to be because twenty twenty when we started the pod, it was like the first year I was like, oh, this is what I, I doing this creating stuff right. with the Enneagram was really cool, and uh, let's take this as far as we can go. Uh, this is the first year where I, I felt that this may not be able to pan out as like a one stop, like, oh, we could just do this and sustain ourselves. Right. And, and one thing that's worth that should be mentioned is that if you look at the last 20 years in terms of interest in the Enneagram, at least online, in terms of the search term Enneagram, basically from 2015, 2016 era, uh, around that time, um, coinciding with the evangelicals becoming interested in the Enneagram. The, the Enneagram experienced the biggest boom of interest it's ever had. It's such a huge peak compared to like the 20 year threat, uh, trend. And it's really Ian Cron, that book and all those evangelicals coming in and also the explosion of the Enneagram on social media, which is largely the Christians that were on yeah. social media. And what has happened in the last two years, because if you remember Enneagram Place, the, you know, once like back when Enneagram was really big on Facebook, Enneagram Place was the biggest Enneagram group uh, for Ian Crown's book, um, for anyone who was into Ian Crown's book. And it had like 15,000 whatever fucking people on there. That group is dead. Like, I mean, completely oh, wow. dead. Not even like people, right. a couple people posting. It's just teachers posting their podcast links or uh, their workshop right. links at this point. Right. So what has happened in the last couple of years is that the evangelicals have basically moved on from the Enneagram. There's been all those videos you used to see of the Enneagram is satanic and all this stuff. It's really, that is where people are at. I mean, of course, there's still a lot of Christians that are left over. But if you look at the uh, interest in the Enneagram now, it's significantly lower than it was um, four years ago when we started the group. Or yeah, five years ago when we started the group and uh, you know, four years ago when we started the podcast. It's significantly lower. Right. And even just looking at our website stats, it's been going up every single year. This is the first year that it's been going down. Right. Nothing right. has changed. People are just less interested in the Enneagram. Um, so I, I think maybe like the interest, the boom that we saw, because we started the podcast at like perfect time. Uh, it's just, it was the evangelicals. That's really what it, it probably mostly a lot of Christians. Uh, and then that created a lot of buzz. Uh, and those people have moved on and were kind of back to, because we weren't really creating content before then, so we didn't really know what right. the level of interest was. Uh, maybe this is this is the new the, the normal that it's always been. Yeah, maybe, but I mean, you know, like when I worked for Rice, like people were like really eager to go to these oh, okay. like very week long trainings, and uh, like it was like a whole thing and a whole community would spring up around it. You know, like people that went to trainings in the same cohort or whatever mm -hmm. would branch off and make their own like groups, their own yeah, learning yeah. groups and things like this. And maybe that's still happening, but um Yeah, is that still happening? Is that or like is this... like the Enneagram Institute is not really doing their own thing anymore. Mm. And I think most stuff has turned into online Mm -hmm. stuff and i feel like also that the way the enneagram has been handled in this internet era has had this quite kind of quality of like sort of like astrology uh horoscopes like yeah what's your sign and so like you know all the evangelicals yeah, think they're fours 
So, all right, you know you're four, you know a little bit of four, move on. Right. And that's what I was sort of referring to with this, like... Uh, shift network. Deal. Yeah, the shift network vibe where it's, it's sort of um, the sense of your type is, like, learning your type is going to be like a whole fucking journey. Mm-hmm. That, I think, has died a lot in terms of the popular entry into the Enneagram. And... I don't know. I think that's what we're seeing a lot of. And so it's kind of hard. Like, it's weird because from my point of view, I'm like, what would you want to learn more about than your own inner life? Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I'm kind of like trying to like keep my attention on like where, what are people interested in? Where is it going? And I also feel like the economy changing too. Yes. Is a big part where. You know, we're back to work, but after COVID, but nobody's making any money. Uh, Everything's way more expensive than it used to be. Like way more expensive. Yeah, everybody feels like more strapped. Feels like people's attention and interest on new things is really waning. Yeah, because during the pandemic, there, I mean, people were stuck at home, and so they didn't have anything else to do but reflect. But it's this weird thing where the pandemic is done so people can go do whatever they want but nobody has any money to spend uh everything's expensive um because in march because we started the year strong but in march there was a banking crisis that happened Mm. uh i wonder if that because since march it has been slow Mm. across the board yeah um i think the biggest thing is that people have been strapped for cash yeah i think it's a big part of it yeah, like even though everybody on the news is like the economy is going strong, it's going strong for very wealthy people. But I've noticed like less, fewer clients and clients that I'm taking need to have reduced rates. And it happened pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, it happened pretty fast. And so, um, and I've noticed it in other arenas. Like, just, you know, just there just seems like people have less spending money overall. Right. So that's kind of interesting, this connection between Enneagram and <laughs> the economy or something. It's, yeah. also, it's also people don't know about us and our group and our, all our various, our whole ecosystem. And so yeah, that's they're doing, you know, as much of a dive as they can with the mediocre stuff that's out there, but they don't understand that there's this whole other rich world that they could be going further with well i actually disagree with that i i do think people are aware of us uh i do think at this point this is year four uh whenever there's a thread on reddit there's a lot of responses Uh, people are very aware i mean anyone who's online interested in the enneagram has found our podcast has found our website because if you're looking for like enneagram instincts for example we're the only website that has stuff on the stackings uh, besides David, your site and our mm-hmm. site. So mm-hmm. it's not like we're a mystery anymore. People are very aware of us. I do, I do think it's just also people are just, we're a polarizing group. So the people that are interested are coming our way. I just think we, we just occupy a certain percentage of the people that are interested in the Enneagram. Like we're not, we're not a mystery at this point. Okay. You know, like that's one thing I've been trying to stress. Like, it's that people come to our group and there's a large number of people who leave. Uh, it's, it's like this is a very specific flavor for a very specific type of person. Um, and then, you know, when you talk about like 
exposure, like people know exactly what big hormone is on Reddit. They just don't. Most most of the responses are overwhelmingly not positive. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Reddit I, hates us. I actually still kind of disagree with that because in a certain way, Reddit still is the minority. It's like the invested minority, but it's still the mm-hmm. minority. Um, so I think with okay, so what COVID and lockdown brought was a lot of time, a lot of, a ton of free time. And so people were able to more deeply saturate in their interests, even their like frivolous interests. Maybe that's like where this podcast got a lot of traction because people had like the time and space to more deeply commit to what they were interested in, or even just like more deeply dabble in what they were interested in. And now that everything's opened back up and the economy is like a little tighter, right? Everybody's a little more strapped for cash the ability to kind of penetrate into the more niche groups, which, you know, this still is a niche group. It's the Enneagram is a niche interest and we are niche within the niche, the niche, right. right? Dumb shit like Enneagram coffee in Crone, Suzanne's to all that Christian shit still is right up top. Right. And so I still do think it takes like a certain level of um, commitment to, to find us. Mm-hmm. And well, then, well, to, I wouldn't like, say find. I wouldn't say find. I mean, because I okay. mean, just just imagine if you were just starting out in the Enneagram, you did a search for Enneagram instincts. The, our website is number one for any instinct, instinctual. Instinct. If you yeah. search sexual self press, social sexual, okay. like our site is not hard to find. Our podcast yeah. is not hard to find. Um, so, I mean, we've been doing this for four years. Um, mm-hmm. This podcast mm-hmm. for four years. The group has been around, or the website has been around for five years our articles span far and wide. So I was like, if you're even an intellectual person um, who has any curiosity about like any of this more specific aspects of the Enneagram, you have seen the website. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. But maybe this is like the three fixed perspective is like the numbers still favor with other people. The numbers still do side with like Enneagram and coffee, millenniagram. I think she's done. Yeah. But it still is like that type of shit that has the numbers what? that back it, which does sell a certain, I don't know, credence or something like that. But even with all of that, I do think that the people that would stick around are the people that are more deeply invested. Like John has talked for a long time about how he wishes the Enneagram was kept secret and was kept like sacred to a certain degree. And maybe this is like dumb bitch positive outlook type. Um, perspective but, like this is the opportunity for people to show that like John <laughs> like Josh and I had our um, attachment support group and it was sold out and people's investment was was really strong the like discord chat is still active it, it ended in October and it's still active to a daily level mm-hmm. so that could be like the silver lining that it's out of like people's like frivolous opportunity interest um, spectrum or whatever but the people that are still around might be more invested might be more serious oh yeah um yeah i'm considering like there's a couple things there i mean so for one uh because my egypt trip is still on probably offering i'm offering a uh like kind of a egypt and inner life retreat uh not retreat uh workshop Mm -hmm. on january 14th so that'll be on the enneagramschool.com. I haven't made any, as, as far as recording this, I haven't made any official things yet, but that's when it's going to be. 
um, relevance of Egypt and the Enneagram and inner work and transformation, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, like I, I feel like, like w- one thing that was interesting is I spent like a week arguing with people on, on Reddit and mm-hmm. in the Reddit crowd, it's like they're super, super wedded to the language, like to kind of a, a Naranjo sensibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like literally they quote Naranjo, they love Naranjo. I think they they imagine Naranjo as like um like very authoritatively psychological. Sure. And it's and right. it's kind of like like people that like Jordan Peterson who are like kind of like dumb who mm-hmm. listen to Jordan Peterson are like, Oh, this is a really smart guy. But like because they don't know they aren't already familiar on the on at the onset of the concepts he's talking about, they think that like, wow, this is a really authoritative person. And and Rano is a similar way for me. Whereas like, I feel like if you understand psychology or uh, psychoanalysis before you go to Naranjo, then you read Naranjo and you're like, this is pretty dumb most for the most part. Um, but if you don't, you're like, wow, he's drawing on psychological concepts. Very smart guy. And so they're like really in that, and I feel like we have this uh, reputation in those circles of being just assholes because we are opposed or we contradict the whatever authority. And and we're not as overtly sort of intellectual or something like Naranjo. And I mean, we're not like we're not presenting at like you know how like I I feel like a lot of MBTI kind of types have this pseudo-intellectual facade that, that they put on when they're right. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, it, you know, you see in OPS people too. It's like mm-hmm. this sort of pseudo-intellectualism. And I feel like we talk very bluntly. We don't talk in this sort of, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. Um, but I feel like our content is actually much more actually intellectual. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, yeah, we don't, we don't have this sort of, facade or whatever so anyway it was it was really interesting arguing with people on that thing because yeah they'll they'll be very attached to uh a veneer of psychoanalytic concepts based on what they think neuron is saying not really interpreting him correctly nor interpreting what we're saying correctly but it's sort of like well this is the older more established figure anyway i thought that Mm -hmm. it's like a whole thing but i feel like there's that kind of niche and they've like sort of um said we're the bad guys online it's kind of interesting saying that we're the bad guys is what brought us uh, the initial rush of people that were interested in us because drama is what attracted a lot of people to our group and then they they see the content and uh the typings and everything and and the people that are really about it stay um I just think uh, we just had much lower volume, but the the ratio of people who are really into one the enneagram and into being confronted by the enneagram has always been the same to me. Because I, I look mm-hmm. at the stats in terms of like this many people come in and this many people leave, and it's been consistent since the beginning. So like the the mm-hmm. group is polarizing in a very specific way. Um, people respond to the content in a very specific way. So when I see less people, I only see just less people have shown up this year. What's the main thing, John, that um, on the Naranjo stuff, is it, uh, does it cluster more specifically around like his subtypes stuff? Is that the thing they're revering um, or whatever? That's a part of it, but what I see 
it's been a while since I've looked at that, but what I what I saw was people kind of appreciating the way Naranjo throws all these different psychoanalytic concepts, like, I mean, even object relations, uh, defense mechanisms, uh, I don't know, different distinctions that, like, sort of psychoanalytic, psychoanalytic distinctions. He just would sort of throws them out sort of um, ad hoc in his descriptions in his writing. And it felt to me like people going, wow, this must be really deep. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like reading different things and being like, wow, this is a master who knows what he's talking about. How, how good is his uh, object relations stuff? It's really, uh, it's not systematized in terms of the Enneagram. Like he refers to it a couple times. But as far mm-hmm. as I recall, it's not like, like, um, attachment Oh, he's not doing triads and things? Or? No, 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 no. Huh. Okay. No, so, uh, like, like, I'm, like, for example, like the whole four interjection thing, um, he'll refer to object relations, but he's, it's not like he is classifying in terms of types. I think that's Almas, who had the kind of predecessor of, uh, frustration, attachment, rejection, and then Riso kind of named it as such. Yeah, it's been a while since I've looked at it, but I remember being like, arguing with people and being like, wow, like they're, they're very certain about like really dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was more, it was mostly about loyalty to oh. whatever orientation that was originally learned. This is kind of covering old ground, but is it, is it correct that, um, that Naranjo, uh, I don't know, sort of wrote off even his own earlier stuff around subtypes isn't that right yeah my understanding is that uh later narana said his earlier stuff was more like sketches sketches yeah exactly okay. that, i think okay. that was the word that was yeah. used with sketches and throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what stuck mm-hmm. and it wasn't to be taken as gospel oh, okay. but it was taken as gospel right? mm-hmm. another thing i think is hilarious is that uh people you know like if you raise like oh that looks nine-ish or whatever somebody says People get very like, well, that's just motivation. You can't actually tell people's yeah, motivation right. through what they say or whatever. No. Well, like Naranjo famously, uh, in like a mid '90s Enneagram conference, he was a keynote speaker or something, or like the 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 conference keynote speaker, and he went around a conference, and I guess everybody in the room he like pointed to and typed them visually, <laughs> and so that's yeah. where some people that we know are mistyped who were major Enneagram teachers oh. got their affirmation that they were typed mm. the way that they currently type. Mm. And um, so, yeah, he typed people visually and just went around. Like, he didn't even talk to them. It wasn't even like a type video. It was just, yeah. you're this, you're this, you're this. <laughs> and pe- a lot of people still today hold on to it. It was like 1995 or something. Still hold on to that. So that was Naranjo. Is he a social sexual? That's what we have him as, social sexual five wing six. That, that can make sense to me. I, I haven't looked at him closely, but that can make sense. His writing style is just like social sexual, throwing stuff out yeah. there, not really sticking anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I could do a rundown. At least we could start with that. A rundown of kind of uh, the highlights in terms of the episodes that we did this year. So we started the year off. January was um, Josh kicking things off with his object relations theory of the centers, and uh, Kristen came on to do dream work. 
that was basically um january and um and then we just sort of like came in without any agenda and see what would come up and we started going into um we did some wing stuff we did stolen youth that uh (laughs) that psycho eight um and then we revisited we revisited soul intercourse scratch my soul that was fun and then we did um or stackings like the last shall be first and then david unleashed his theory about the Alien, the aliens, alien yeah, slave race. I'm glad that's on the list. That's <laughs> not to be completely true. Yeah, narrowly um, avoided that one. <laughs> and then, and then the 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 thing that people listen to the most, uh, the instinct stack grossathon, mm. our most listened to uh, episode. Yes. That was a highlight. Like, it's like everybody just it's it seems Classic. like we do a roast. If you put roast in the title, everyone's like, yeah, let's let's. We just just put roast on everything so that we can get people to actually pay attention. <laughs> Uh, but the roasts were a big highlight this year, um, and the drama around uh, yeah. some of the roasts. <laughs> uh, yeah. Was just see. as interesting. It was just as interesting. It was just an inter- It was ex- it was uh, exemplary. Very informative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we should do more roasts. What if we? What if this upcoming year we like redid all the trifix roasts? We should. It's been we a should. while. Yeah. Yeah. I That's wasn't around when you guys did that. Yeah, we could do that again. <laughs> I want to do a roast on all the SPSO Bermudas that the you know created by the alien race. We could Just, do a special SPSO yeah. Bermuda. Yeah. I think that would be a great idea. Just Bermuda in general, because I remember your when you guys did the Bermuda roast. I remember it like what no the- offense, y'all. But yeah, I mean, didn't, didn't hit that hard. Oh, we, you know? we could. Oh, oh well. Shit. Even on this podcast, Bermudas are slippery. Yeah, we're <clears throat> oh, slippery. Well. We can. We'll, we'll avoid your words. Because <laughs> well. this year, this year, Alexandra joined the podcast as a host. Yes, thank you. Thank and she's been a problem the whole time. <laughs> and <laughs> one Bermuda came in, and another Bermuda left. <laughs> <laughs> what does that say about Bermuda? How resilient are y'all really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aren't you about ready to y'all storm off were, as well? Yeah, y'all thought you were getting rid of someone. Don't mm-hmm. think so. <laughs> <laughs> what were the zones this year? There was the summer one. Was that the Chicago July, zone? The best like zone that? ever. Yeah, yeah. Truly, guys are all... the best zone ever. And what was the fall one? Was that October? Yeah. Uh, yes, October. October. Which October, those okay. are two of my like, for yeah, different yeah, reasons. Good. My two yeah. my favorite zones. Just yeah, like, I agree. Same. Why well, was yeah. the second one a favorite? Why would ah, it be a favorite? Because of my guitar playing. Because because I met somebody in the back rooms. In the back rooms. Yeah, back rooms make a whole new meaning. Yeah, back rooms, back walls. Yeah, I mean the music even said it all. Oh yeah. Dun dun dun. The seven. <laughs> oh yeah, seven. that's right. The that's, seven. Mm-hmm. That's right. No, that, that was, was an that epic. was the main song. Yeah, that was yeah. the main song. <laughs> no, that was a great. Yeah, we had some great zones this year. Even even a slow year, we the zones were. Oh, here's the this highlights. Here's this. She's here now. Oh, they were Uh-oh. definitely like the oh, highlight. No. Of yeah, the year. we're gonna have to deal for with sure. Person. Is she gonna be on video? Here she is. The seven. The, the seven. seven. <laughs> there she is. It took you long uh, enough. Can we wrap this up? Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> come on. Get it together.
You're Are you going to be in five a... seconds? Okay, I'm very disoriented. Well, you're embarrassing us on our podcast. Why did you join? Why did you join the call and not be ready? Exactly. No, it's shut yeah. the fuck oh up, God. guys. Uh, I'm going to leave. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, don't leave. Just beat them up. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just yeah. verbally assault them. They're fine. They can handle it. I'm. Very uh, uh, <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> we were just talking about the last zone. And yeah, and, and, and why it's yeah. background why it was back special, walls. and it was mainly Emika said it was here. mainly because of my guitar playing that that the zone <gasps> that the zone hey, was What's up? <laughs> <laughs> there she is. How are you doing? Good. I'm excited to see you guys again. Ah, uh, you too. Your hair looks cute. Looks like you put on a whole Thank outfit you. and everything. But um, yeah. What were you guys talking about? We were just talking about, about like the zones. Yeah. Did you yeah. did that last zone, Nikrom? Did you? Was there anything? Was there anything special that happened in the New York? Is this, in, uh, not nothing I no? can think of. You know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. Nothing big. Nothing big. No. <laughs> just no, a nice chill. No backroom chill activities. Yeah. Just yeah. a chill. I I can't believe you're saying this because I think the last conversation we had, you're like, yeah, I guess 2023 was a good year. Yeah. You know, um, it was all right. The pod went <laughs> well. Pod went well. You know. Um, some other stupid That's second it. reason. I think I was like the fourth one. Oh. <laughs> like, great. That makes sense to me. You Be, know, just uh, social blinds. Finding yes. more co covert ways to roast. Yeah. That's what we were talking about before you got on. We were talking about the, the. Was it just two? It was just the two, right? Yeah, we only had two zones this year. But I did yeah. come to New York in the spring to hang out with right. y'all. We had our little yes, mini exactly. zone, a mezzo zone. zone. Mm -hmm. yeah. That was fun. Zone, zoncito. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, that it was the summer and October. Oh yeah, those were, I mean those were amazing. They were amazing. I those those were so were good. Yeah, the only two I've ever gone to. So I mean those were like those were the best. So cream <laughs> of the crop. They were good despite yeah. themselves. Uh, <laughs> despite God. them being there. After 2022 and the events that transpired at the last New York zone, it was like, you know what? We're going to quality control the fuck out of the, the invites. I keep telling yeah. I keep telling Emika yeah. that I, I feel like Mark Wahlberg when he talks about the New York zone. So I'm like, it wouldn't have gone down like that if I was there. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, though. That's yeah. true, though. Yeah, I guess 2022 was also the same kind of setup. There was a summer zone and like a mm -hmm. winter Mm -hmm. Kind of fall kind of deal. And we've got a good early zone coming in February. Yeah. I know. I'm excited. So excited. Krom, you're going? Yeah. No, she's cool. not going. Of course she's, of course she's <laughs> <laughs> What's like having an eight mom and an eight boyfriend? <laughs> really stressful. I actually... <laughs> The stress is not coming from me, okay? Uh, I, I, think I think I should let her speak. <laughs> I think I stress him out because um because I her mom stresses her out with him. <laughs> I was like, her mom stresses oh, her I know what's happening. <laughs> so her mom stresses her out, and then she stresses me out. I thought, I thought, I thought she stressed her mom out. No, 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 no. Her I, mom I do. Is... It's a, it's a triple threat. Mm. <laughs> like a little stress. Out between two eights. Yeah, it's interesting because I have both. I have more assertive energy than both of you because we discovered my mom is freaking Stockholm adjacent. She has a two fix. Mm -hmm. And she's got an OPS typing nice. video. And then my dad's a Stockholm. So fucking weird. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Oh, you got wow, a thing for rejection you types. He's a nine. Your dad's a uh, nine. Emma could retype him a six. Oh, he said six. he's a six with secondary two, which oh, makes yikes. a little bit more sense, actually. Because he's a pretty mm-hmm, mm-hmm. reactive guy. Super reactive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine two mean... reactive types that are freaking stock. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, damn. I love you. That's why I'm shaking you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. so that'll fit in right with Emika. I'm not um, really like that. The love style. The lo- yeah, true. Love monster. <clears throat> love monster, Emika. Well, well, you let her tell me. Let her. T- What's my love style? Very sweet. Yes, um, soft boy. And intense and verbal. I think we're both verbal. Like words of affirmation and things like that but i know you'd probably cringe at the words of affirmation (laughs) it's it's like very sweet like we just both are we're both quite romantic actually we like send each other um songs all the time and i had a dream about you (laughs) (laughs) that was cute (laughs) yeah and then um, a lot of quality time i think we talk every day we've talked every single day since we've been together i'm pretty sure we probably missed like maybe one or two days, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's oh, what I got so, so far. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, what I said saying, we need Ellie? to formally replace the title of like, I don't know, like badass demon boy, because <laughs> our our badass like demon gatekeeper demon boy has now become like a soft, you know, lover plushy bear. You think that there's like a transformation that happened. Accepting applications. (laughs) This is what happens beyond the sexual barrier. It's only Mm, for a select few. That's very true. That's very true. Doesn't mean that anything has changed outside. Outside. Okay, you know what? That's a great point. I'm still (laughs) killing in these streets. Think about how he's been with us, you know, it hasn't led up, you know. No, no, no. Yeah, that's a fair point. The thing with those social blinds is that social, that social sweet spot stays private. I started off the year with the massacre. I'm very proud of it. Cleaned out out the group. Uh A certain group of people were eliminated. Damn, that was this year? This Mm -hmm. year's been so long and so short at the same time. Yeah, yeah. There's been a weird thing of like so much has happened and also like nothing has happened. Yeah. Well, I don't, yeah, I didn't feel like a lot has happened. Uh, it was like the first normal year after COVID. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's mm-hmm. why it feels weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, what seven. else happened this year? We had, uh, so we had the Chicago zone and after that there was like a, a pot on like a lot of stuff about social pain was coming up because that was oh, such oh, yeah. a good zone and such a, I think it was a real intimate zone. Um, and so there was a lot of uh, social pain stuff coming up. And pretty soon after that, Alexander and Josh did their attachment support group. Support group. And then we did also social roles. So like there was a lot of social stuff this oh, year. Right, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. was good. Yeah. Yeah. Social roles were fun. Okay, that was yes. fun. Yeah. Yeah, I want you guys. I know you guys need to, like a break, but doing the, the attachment type support group, uh, I think it would be a cool thing to do again. Yeah, and for sure. Me and Alexandra have been talking about doing a sexual blind support group. That'd be cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, just like a, a, what it means to activate your social, your sexual instinct, and me being sexual dom, her being sexual blind, and you know, just having different perspectives on that. But I think that would be a cool. I feel like, you know, we were talking about the limitations of Enneagram 
learning whatever at the beginning of this. And I feel like these kind of deeper dives into these sort of subject matters uh, would be kind of the next next place the Enneagram could go. Because, like, mm-hmm. you know, where else could you learn about, even if in, in another kind of language, like sexual blindness? Mm-hmm. Like, where else right. could you recognize the pitfalls of what that means? Or social blindness or self blindness or whatever it might be. Right. So I feel like even though the Enneagram's popularity might be stagnant, those kind of frontiers would be the most uh there's still so much stuff that is exclusively rich within the enneagram so yeah and then i was thinking about like yeah one off one off little classes on like the passions or fixations or you know whatever kind of deep dives yeah deep dives that would be like useful to work with i feel like also we have a lot of series that we haven't completed Mm -hmm. i think we like even this whole year we didn't even we didn't even finish them like right like we we haven't done frustration yet we haven't finished the wings mm-hmm. um, how much is left on the wings four five six seven yeah okay. yeah alexander why don't you tell us why we didn't continue the wings that's just not where the juice was look <laughs> i've learned i've learned you gotta follow the juice mm-hmm. follows the juice mm-hmm. she and i have a sexual blind support group just together yeah i mean i was thinking maybe we've come up with so many things in the last three years a lot of like really cool concepts that weren't necessarily fleshed out they were just like new explosions right like attachment to disconnect like there are a lot of things that we could circle back around and uh look at with fresh eyes and see what comes up because i mean there's only so many i mean thing about the Enneagram is like there's only only so many new concepts uh you know you kind of have to go back and look again to see what new things come up because I mean there's there's a limited amount of ideas to look at so it's like going back to see rediscover if there's new angles on some of the stuff that we've well and there is like we talked about earlier with the trifix there's Mm -hmm. more there's We've learned stuff. Right. Over the last couple of years after that roast. Yeah, and I, I feel like there might be some interesting things about each, um, like rejection, frustration, and in, in sort of in light of attachment to disconnect. Mm. You know, like mm-hmm. the fact that, like, as an eight, like rejection is literally rejecting some sensation. So, mm. what does that mean? How does that work? You know, what does it mean to reject in the heart center, in the mental center? How, do you, how like how are you rejecting and then in frustration i mean uh, let's see this is like really faint but sometimes i get the sense of like frustration in general is underlying the suffering of the personality mm-hmm. because you know, frustration is the the response to an infant not getting its needs met not being attuned to getting missed and so i wonder if and this might just be my bias as a four, but if in frustration, let's see how to put this, like there's some, there's some almost inherent incompatibility with reality because there's some of that, like if you're attaching, right, you're adapting, right? There's some part of you that you're sort of washing over or blurring the lines of so that you can adapt. And if you're rejecting, you're just cutting something off. 
But if you're frustration, there's like one foot in this reality that cannot exist in material reality. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's like one foot in each reality in a certain way. Yeah. So I wonder if there's something there. Like, Well, is part of your point that frustration is uh, central to personality, all personality? Because the yeah. personality is never, yeah. No, that's something uh, that I've landed on in a different way. That was part of my uh, strange uh, revelation in the New York zone is that, um, uh, yeah, that that's, well, one thing to say about it is like the word fixation has that quality of like, like there's a knot here and it's, and you can't undo the knot, which is a frustrating kind of thing. Like you're not ever going to, the personality's kind of never going to get what it wants there's but it's certain, always going like, to want it yeah there's a certain reality principle that it doesn't adhere to or something yes. you know there's some way in which the frustration type cannot totally let go of the impractical thing that cannot exist in material reality and and then all personalities because they are just a sliver let's say of the the nine part circle are uh not dealing with reality right exactly right yeah, right yeah, right and yeah. and most of it is through cutting or adapting you know like and so there's a the, the frustration thing is like there's some way that it can't cut or adapt and so um you know it's kind of like uh i mentioned in the chat that i think it'd be interesting to do an episode with some trans people mm-hmm. Because trans people have some recognition that my my outer form and my inner identity are out of sync, right? There's some recognition there, and at least as a four, there's it's not the same way. It's not through gender, but or or like you know whatever. But it's like uh, there's some recognition inherently there that there's like an incompatibility with my outer form, and my inner form, and so that would be an interesting exploration i feel like and also the fact that like as a frustration type like as a four what i'm doing as a four is i'm trying to reinforce my the unique part of my identity and i'm doing that from a kind of like i started doing that as a child so i'm doing that from a developmentally incomplete point of view you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i'm like oh my parents or my environment is not seeing me and so I'm trying to see myself, but I'm doing that as a child. I'm doing that from a developmentally incomplete capacity to see myself. So it's never a complete seeing. And so I feel like those things would be interesting to trace in the body center and the mental mm-hmm. center as well, and even get clear in, as an in four as well. You know, just that, that, initial, that core kind of pain would be interesting. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that sounds Yeah, juicy. this pings yeah. also my... Uh overlaps thing where i've got the instincts and the stackings on the enneagram symbol wherein uh like if the social instinct one of the things it is is the personality instinct and one and seven are the two uh social dominant types Mm -hmm. in the overlaps right Mm -hmm. um so there's that that you know kind of corroborates frustration as personality and then four is a social blind trying to make an original personality 
you know what I mean? And that's the right. frustration through no outside social influence, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see, what else did we do this year? We did the uh, Fear, Rage, and Shame series. Oh, that was, that was good. That was, um, in terms of like, the most listened to episodes, the Rosathon, Sexual Instinctity, and then Josh's Object Relations, and then the Rage, Fear, and Shame. Those were the most cool. listened to pods that we did. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot more material to mine out of the Josh perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. You you like, said that you were going to do a follow up at some point. I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to do that. Um, We've yeah. uh, been cooking a lot. Yeah, and Josh just uh, wrote a new thing, a new a paper on it or whatever that uh, goes further in detail. And he and I just uh, got together last night and talked a good bit about new stuff that he's got there. So, yeah. how's the intro to Any Gump Cross coming along? Uh, it's going slow. I mean, I'm editing, and it's very, pain- <laughs> very painfully slow. That's I'm another development editor. for this year, is John editing for the first time. <laughs> Horrible idea. Functional yeah, John's shit. Functional, functional, functional John. four. Hashtag yeah. functional four. <laughs> it's also amazing, like, you know, I'm, I'm working on, a, like, an overview of the Enneagram book, and so creative energy, it's like, yeah, go with creative energy. And so right. it's like, I'll, the writing will happen, but then the like editing is just you know like I just it doesn't feel creative to me. Like I know it's it not, is creative, but it, it is it not doesn't creative. Feel creative. <laughs> it's marginally creative. It's not actually creative. Yeah. So what do you guys want to do next year? It's funny whenever we talk about like plans for next year, and then you go back and listen to the thing that we said the year before. A very small fraction of that actually pans out because you it's it's just hard to actually look at like the events of what might happen and what might take place personally and where that might take you um i know for me at the end of 2022 personally i i wanted to really internally look at judgment and discernment just because i didn't have a 20 like on a personal level i did not have a good year in 2022 and made some (laughs) horrible decisions yeah horrible decisions and also just like judgment and vision was a thing that i wanted to nail down um internally because i'm like if i can nail down what my long term uh what i'm looking for then i'll be able to just not get myself roped up into these just nothing dumb relationships or whatever and so that's one thing i'm really happy about this year is I sort of sidestepped a lot of dumb shit. Now and... it's just a semi dumb relationship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I ended up in the so relationship. Annoying. <laughs> rude, rude. Dumbish. So rude. You know, just dumb, dumb adjacent. <laughs> dumb You're adjacent. just going to have to settle for lesser goats. <laughs> Uh, he's gonna no, say I've... all this and then cry when I when I confront him later. He's like, yeah, I don't yeah, know where yeah. it came from. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, you were so angry and it was scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told him about Darker Crom. I told him about hashtag. I, I, no, I'm in a relationship with two Acroms. 
There's dark acrom and there's bubbly. And we're not going to cut out that part about dark acrom. No, no, no. <laughs> dark acrom is a real it's phenomenon. Don't I want to listen to it. I want to hear what you think is going <laughs> yeah. on. <laughs> you, you don't care about your reputation in the community? Fuck no, it. She, she wants a formidable reputation. That's what she wants. <laughs> dark acrom in the room with us There's now? There's some truth to that. <laughs> I want yeah. people to know that. Yeah, how do we? I can that? fuck you up if I have to. <laughs> yes, this, it's in her blood. Okay, genocidal <laughs> Molly <laughs> tendencies are. Don't in attract there. that into your life. It's like doing a law of attraction. It's like saying genocide seven times a day for like three years, and then wonders why he ends up dead. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. One Some week seven out of the night year, advice. <laughs> one week. Careful out of the with year, your words. Hey, I've I've already I've already experienced it. I don't need to manifest <laughs> it. It's it's been here. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, no, I feel good about this year in terms of in on that front because that was that was definitely something I, I wanted to take a, uh, a more serious look at. Um, judgment, yeah, and so I feel good about decisions I've made this year. So next year, um, in terms of what I want. On a personal level, foundations, like we're going to have to, um, you know, build a life together and sp try to spend as, as much time together. And so there's going to be building good foundations for that. Um, and I also think that's a theme for just Enneagram in general. Like we have circling back around and we've created a lot of stuff, but it's disorganized yeah. and making it easy for people, new people to like, where do we start? Like, what are you guys' philosophy? Um, what is the overview of what you guys are up to? So right. like, there's a certain level of maturity that's taking place, but we just don't have the organization for people who are, who need that. And so I think that's, it's not necessarily what's the new stuff. It's more like organize the thing that you've already come yeah. up with. Yeah. So, that's one thing I yeah. should mention is, uh, there's a group in, in England that meets weekly. That's really, really into our stuff. Uh, the, you know, the formerly DAA stuff, et cetera podcast as well um and they um have spent some significant time uh looking at the enneagrammer site and uh you know kind of codifying it or, or putting it into uh you know all the videos and things into categories for you know like starting at object relations here's step one or or the centers um and which videos go with which topics and and sort of a suggested uh i don't know trail that you go through in terms of learning how to type and or just learning the enneagram etc through our videos and the podcast as well so mm, working on really that cool. this coming year yeah yeah, yeah creating better on-ramps basically yeah, you yeah. Know, if, you're, if you're brand new like like there's just a lot of sprawling content that we've made and it's not clearly explained and not clearly organized and so that's going to be because it's not this year i felt like oh let's see what we can do to advance the business and i really feel like that's getting off track because that's really not what got us here to get back to just creating for the sake of it and making things better um i feel like i got off track trying to think of like what how do we market ourselves better mm -hmm. or how do we do this quiz that's going to make us money and it's like that's never I've never done anything significant out of like, oh, this is going to make money. At least in this field, it's just not. Yeah. So um, I just want to get back to 
doing things because uh, for the sake of it, that's that's where all the interesting stuff has come out of. I was telling Emika that maybe you guys should have. Um, it'd be cool if you guys um, got some people from the Facebook group onto the pod or whatever to do some kind of like like do themed episodes about the types. Um, and yeah, the, I think the people I just mentioned they would be probably good candidates for that. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I think that'd be cool to have like. Um, not only examples of the types, but people who are aware of the Enneagram and your guys' work who are mm -hmm. the types that you guys are discussing. That'd be mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. I would mean yeah, it would be do... good to have like interviews again. Yeah. It's been mm -hmm. yeah. like years, I think. Yeah. yeah. Been meaning really to fun. do been meaning to do social hexad. Mm. So like uh Ikram, oh, yeah. Joseph and if she's willing, her friend Al do a social hexad call and then a social blind Pretty attachment cool. call. Hmm. Yeah, three yeah, yeah. three attachment types mm -hmm. uh, that are social blind. Um, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Call to do just those people, just you know, that's talking amongst idea. themselves. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Have us ask provoking questions. I think would mm -hmm. be a good idea too. Mm -hmm. It'll be better, more fra better framed than just throwing you and Joseph in a call and just, all right. Yes, <laughs> yes. There'll be a pre-call so they can get used to each other and all that stuff. Yeah, a social nine and a social four meeting for the first time on a recorded <laughs> line. Thank you for that. <laughs> made Too sense good. to us. Yeah. <laughs> it it made for great though. content. Yeah, you guys episode. had to navigate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel, I think there, there are things that like when it, so like I listen to a couple of podcasts regularly, but they're kind of like responding to current events in a certain way. And like, we mm -hmm. aren't, you know, like, I mean, some right. of you do, but it's not. And, um, so I was thinking like, there might be like, I wonder if there's ways to do something like that where, uh, like people are interested in the perspectives of people that they have some interest in riffing on something current and mm -hmm. Alexandra, uh i don't know if this is embarrassing oh, to you but no no let her rip she's been doing a deep dive on uh, a show called scandoval which mm -hmm. is no no about... it's called vanderpump let's <laughs> 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 <Nice> try <laughs> vanderpump right. rules and it's scandoval that's scandoval <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... and knows it too <laughs> okay well, something like that might be a good podcast episode if you could do mm -hmm. Scandival. Is like uh, I w I would do that with you, Alexandra. I, you I, I, okay, let's do it. I've typed that entire show. I have way too much to say. You have no idea how many podcasts Alexandra has listened to. Just breaking down this one, <laughs> yes, like, dude who cheated on a girl. No, I've been, you know? dude, I've been obsessed. Yeah, I've been. It's been weird. Obsessed. Yeah, it's the way so. he did it. I mean, it's crazy the, the way, way he did, he did it. it. See these fucking repugnant social it. types just going for it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. dude, you guys should be sexually whatever traumatized. Imagine yes. your your best friend hooks up with your freaking girl. That's Ooh. horrible. Like that Whoa. is fucking traumatizing. And yeah. your freaking grandfather dies. You leave your house to go see your grandfather and bury him in grief. They're fucking the whole time. Like it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> a seven month. Emma and I gotta That's watch not David. Casual. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. You know, it seemed like a lot of people, just judging by people's accounts, like people got into some relationships this year. Like just from looking. Oh, at some them. people did. Yeah, just like people posting their partners. People seem to, you know, 
find people. Cuffing, cuffing season. Yeah, it happened. It worked out for people this year. Now, you can understand a little bit about my sexual floor pathology where I'm like, I must be deeply ugly because I would see all these girls going for these guys and I was like, and like not mm. giving me a second glance. And I was like, mm. what the fuck is happening? You know, like, yeah, it's not about looks. It's time and, and place, really. Most yeah. Of the time. And then also, yeah, and availability also, like how easy it's going to be to catch the, catch the goods. Yes. Yeah. Not an easy catch. Yeah, yeah, you're probably underestimating how much, like, don't fucking talk to me energy you have, you know? That's, yeah. Thank you. That's literally exactly what I said. It was like, John's, like, beauty to scary ratio is just like that. It's like at toxic beauty levels, to, you know? No one's going to talk to scary him. levels. Yeah, it was like, he's too beautiful I, and too scary. Like, that's, it's a bad ratio. I, I liked Emika for a long time, okay? And I never talked to him because he was scary. Exactly. When I was like, "Do you even like me?" <laughs> like, not even just like like me romantically. Can you stand me as a human being? <laughs> right. That's the exactly. That's the question, isn't it? That's the question. Yeah. The yeah, reason we, David we catches so our... many flies is because he's not scary. He's just not scary. David he's is scary, and he's not I'm scary. scary. He's no, scary. He's not. No, he's oh, not. He's, he's more approachable, I guess. Than David has a different kind scary. of. He's polite That's enough, what I, I mean. guess. David's, David's not, not negative. Like, you guys both have energy, the energy that you can just, like, cuss somebody out, like, horribly. Exactly. And, like, ruin yeah. your yeah. self-esteem. Exactly. Emma and I could Emma have had the girls of our dreams if we just off. fucked ourselves up earlier in our David life. Has, <laughs> David has... <laughs> David has um, trickster energy. Like, even if he rejects mm -hmm. you, you, you have the feeling that, you know, you're probably not going to hurt my feelings about it. He's, like, going to make it funny. He's going to be satanic exactly. polite. Yes. What was satanic it? Satanic? That's right. Yeah, what was both the third you, one? Both of you satanic, have Satanic, fantastical, energy. and polite. Ew. Yeah, <laughs> satanic, fantastical, polite. We're just <laughs> satanic, satanic, satanic. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> satanic rising, satanic sun, satanic <laughs> 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 Exactly, exactly. No angel exactly. rising. Yeah. Uh, Is there any more stuff that we need to cover? Beer, half nah. a beer. Okay, three In and terms a half, of yeah. wrap up of 2023, is there anything we're missing here? Um, I don't know. Maybe like aspirations for 2024. We let's, did that. Let's, how about, let's how name about, that. How about oh, who's going to win the presidential election? <laughs> oh, God. I don't care. I, I couldn't care less about what uh, happens with the country. It's already a shithole. So is it going to be yeah, worse? We all know it's going to be better. We know it's going to be our boy Trump. Was it? Mark Cuban was going to run. There's rumblings. Oh my God, that's run. so funny. He won't go anywhere. He might think. actually win if he does. He's really, you think? I don't think Biden's going to win again. I think it's no, going to be no Trump. No way. Biden just Trump, so... It's going to be Trump. Trump. It's going to be yeah, Trump, yeah. Unless the Democrats actually just do something crazy, like put more Cuban on Let's right, just dominate yeah. the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> is, is Trump going to be allowed to be on a ballot, though? Yeah, I think so. It's looking that way. I think way. so. I think they're like, are, like the Democrats are working to get him off ballots in certain states, and I think that... Colorado or something. It's like contested yeah. right now. Mm. I'm good. With well, that at least Trump is funnier than Biden. Biden has not been funny. <laughs> and at least, uh, at least Biden has been basically invisible, which is better than the chaos bomb that Trump is every fucking week. True. Yeah. Yes. I guess people are bored and they're like, well, let's just have the fucking clown back. Yeah. Right. Clown let's bring back the Joker. I, think, I really think that's what it is. Yeah. The Joker. I think 8. with. 
Yeah, that Trump, with all his like braggadociousness, is convincing people that he's actually doing stuff, whereas Biden's mm-hmm. kind of just like hiding around doing Drooling nothing. On so himself. everyone's like, he's yeah, not doing his anything. His brain is yeah. falling out of his nose. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hate both of them, but I think Sleepy Trump will Joe. win. I think Trump will win too. Amazing. You know, like how unpopular Trump was, and you think, oh, slam dunk, you know, but no. Yeah. Trump is the president we deserve. I don't say that lightly, but <laughs> Trump is the president that the USA deserves. Yeah. I don't support Trump, listeners. But, but he reflects this shithole country that we're in. Yeah, exactly. What, exactly. Why did you He's send me a bunch mirror. of... Alexander, you sent me a bunch of Trump paraphernalia. Though. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, Latinas for Trump. He's lying. Yeah. <laughs> if you're from Florida, you're a Trump supporter. <laughs> We know this already. Latinas for Trump. <laughs> no, I'm not a Trump supporter, everyone. No, no, Latin X. Don't believe them. Latin X for Trump. <laughs> X for Trump. The headquarters right in my apartment. Mm. So embarrassing. When there was a, what was that natural disaster in Puerto Rico? And this dude was just throwing. Oh, Maria. Yeah. Throwing. <laughs> throwing <laughs> Paper towels. We love, we love Puerto Rico. This guy is throwing them on her bottles. Here you go. Here you go. He's really I gotta, doing something. I guess we'll we missed a, a comedy routine that was pro- his presidency because this dude was just. That's what I mean. Every month was something hilarious that was happening. <laughs> that's exactly. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. Eight wing seven Gemini. It's just a monster of a president. Person. The president is not supposed to be your entertainment machine. People. That's how bored this we is are. Serious. This dude yeah, Biden's falling care. asleep mid sentence. That we're like, yo, you can't even, you can't yeah. even make any yeah. controversial jokes, man. Like, bring back Trump. I know. Yeah, I know, right? Like least funny seven ever. I'm I mean, surprised. Biden is like dealing bar- with some kind of neurological. Yeah, he's yeah, almost dead. Totally. Yeah, decline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised how he's, um... weird and bad Kamala Harris turned out to be. Oh my I god. Know. I know. No, she was that just off the rails. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, uh, yeah, that she doesn't have the excuse of being a million years old and mm. can't string a sentence together any better than Biden. I think can. she's on pills. I mean, I'm not she's even gotta kidding. Be. Gotta yeah. she's, she's on yeah. pills. That's a good Her point. Yeah, I, I think she is. <laughs> John, were you looking for that clip where yeah, Trump is I'm trying to find Trump's it? Puerto Rico. <laughs> he says it in like the weirdest way possible. It's like everyone, keep your thoughts and prayers for Puerto Rico, and he that, says it just what, like that. Like, why are you it, saying it like that? It, what that means is, I mean, he does this with a bunch of things. That means he just learned how to say yeah. it, <laughs> literally, and he's super proud. Like when he says that thing, a lot of people don't know this, but Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. That means he just learned, learned it. <laughs> Dude, eights are so, oops. I mean, Trump is oh. so. <laughs> wow. Look at wow. you. Man. Trying to lump me in there. I see what yeah. you did there. Objectifying. All right. It's I got something blocky, for you. <laughs> braggadocious blobs. Yeah. I got something for you. Emeka the Great. <laughs> Slump me in with Trump, okay? Cool. Well, <laughs> makes sense. Andrew Tate. Facebook group as his Hitler. Andrew you know? Tate. There's another one. Another great. Yes. Mussolini. 
Mussolini, all of all the great dictators. Just let me in with those guys. Andrew Tate's three six, right? What is yeah. he? Yeah, it's like yeah. Trump. Eight six three. Eight, yeah. three? Kyle. Oh, eight, eight six. six three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Eight, six, 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 six. Yeah. That's why he's better verbally. Social self prez yeah. Well, uh, that that too, but also that his head fixes. Oh yeah, and yeah, I think yeah, Trump yeah, yeah. is eight three six. In That's that true. Yeah, so but Trump is great Trump on the mic six, in front of a crowd. Right? He's he is. He's not. No, 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 no. He's... He is like he is actually very skilled in terms of like put him in like a a rally situation like his ability to come up with um, control emotions riffs and jokes like he's an entertainer like and that's that's a very that's a very rare skill to have like he that's very true like to to get to the finish line before the election like he did a bunch of rallies and because i think that's his one his strength like put him in front of a crowd of people and he'll entertain for a couple hours and that's that's totally yeah. it yeah. that's hard to no, do if he wasn't so entertaining and like funny right. he wouldn't be a, he wouldn't be up at the top there's and no way yeah. there's no way he has to carry these like horrible beliefs and mindsets mm-hmm. and also be like very funny and very like, funny tiktokable you know <laughs> Like Maybe he's, having yeah. head last helps him because it's like he's really saying nothing when he's up there. That's on the true. Half <laughs> yeah. the time he's true. just like, yeah. why, "Why is light so fucking loud? Oh my god, That's we need to fire the light guy. Head. I'm not paying him. Yeah, <laughs> the media is gonna yeah. say that he didn't pay the light guy. It's like, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> this is 15 there minutes even, of his airtime. <laughs> there was even like, I think it was when uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, but like there was a there's a clip that went viral that people would post on different, you know, like the the sound on different things where he's like, uh, that's the first time I'm hearing about that ever. I, I didn't know about that before, but now I know about that. You know, and it's just like, <laughs> like even his, so <laughs> yeah, even his dumbass response to just something like really yeah. basic like that is just really fucking funny and memeable. And so you it's got, so I mean, who has been more entertaining presidential candidate who's yeah. been anywhere remotely close to that entertaining? And that's, that's worth something. Uh, at this in this day and age where we're just everyone's scrolling through their phone like it's worth something that you have someone who's not boring it doesn't even matter what he has to say oh yeah okay help me i need water help he's like stupid shit like that like i can't find this puerto rico thing uh i had a video of it but it was so funny where he's just like we love the people of Puerto Rico. <laughs> like he's just enjoying the act of saying the word. Yeah. You know, like he's liking it in that's, his mouth. Just that's his one outreach to the Latin community. Saying yeah. the word. Like the name. Puerto Rico. It's better than more entertaining than Biden. I mean, people just forgot that we even had a president. We even forgot that we had a president. There was some fucking sock puppet that was there for four years. <laughs> and now people are like, you know what? Bring he even Trump plays back. into it. Somebody asked him a question one day, and he was like, I think that's above my pay grade. <laughs> just laughed. <laughs> it was like definitely a question that was in his pay grade. <laughs> like admitting to having handlers. I'm like, dude. This is it. I just sent it. I don't know how to like play it oh, for everybody. Wait, where is it? I just in sent the, it in the in chat. The... Where to Rico? Oh, let me <laughs> Okay, I just listened to him say it. Such a moron. Such a... Puerto Rico. <laughs> and the way he like Melania. I know she's a vampire. The way she, the way he like stretches his mouth too. You know. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. We love the people of Puerto Rico. 
That's the kind of shit that people are like, you know what? We'll tune in and watch this. This is like a art. See what this motherfucking clown will do. Uh-huh, who's exactly. actually our president. Have exactly. you guys seen uh, the face app of all the world leaders as women? So they did. Yes. Uh, as a woman. He looks like fucking Melania Trump. Like that is beautiful. Like that is amazing narcissism. Trump. He looks like his wife. <laughs> God, what a marriage those two must have. What's Melania? Some kind of dead nine? Yeah, she's a nine. Yeah. yeah. She's nine so three she's or something? Probably nine yeah, three. Yeah. Got to be secondary I think, three, I think right? She's, she's a like, Bermuda. Yeah, she's. Yeah. She has to be Bermuda. She has fear yeah. in her eyes. She's a step for She always looks like, <clears throat> what the fuck are no. you saying? <laughs> she knows her husband's yeah. not a Bermuda. She's like, what? Yeah, but she's like trying to stay with like the image. She just has weird like. Part of the part of the alien <laughs> alien slave so race. Good. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, she's just blank, blank, blank. It won't All let right. me see it. But anything else about twenty twenty three? Any last words? No. I'm at peak so. darkness. I think I'm peaking. I'm now. ready for <laughs> peaking. <laughs> Sorry. I'm ready for for twenty twenty four. It's just gonna be more of the same. <laughs> It's just going to be more of the same. No, no, yeah, it will. Not with that attitude. Not with that attitude. Excuse me. No, it won't. <laughs> I was going to, you should do it like a forecast for the year. Astrology oh, forecast. that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. Okay. I can do a little overview. See what comes that'd up. Yeah. Look at all our charts and watch it. 2024 oh, adds up to eight, charts. which is a chaos number. So get it's ready gonna for be an, It's going to be an Emika year. It is. year. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Wait, Uh-oh. you should do, you need to do the um, African spirituality or. Um, oh, yeah. Nigerian we, uh, spirituality oh, that'd be cool. Podcast. What's that? What is it? Really yeah, there's, cool. uh, um, we were looking up my, my last name. <clears throat> my last name, which is, uh, there's like four market days in Igbo cosmology. And uh, my last name is one of those market days. And my mom's, my mom's family name is also one of those market days. So we found a video that was looking at the cosmology of the four market days and it's this elemental stuff that talks about fire water earth and air so the instincts are in there uh and so it's this whole cosmology so we could like tie it to the you know like all that in a um, really clear way very clear way the first the first number is is sexual yeah so it's like and if we if we go back all the way back to all of our births we're all birthed from sexual Mm-hmm. Nine is at the top of the Enneagram and, symbol. And the last one, well, it goes from sexual, you know, fire, water, earth, and then air. And it's all, line, like, the last one is, like, the law of the land, social self-pres. And, uh, so, yeah. We it's, should send you, we yeah, should send that video. Yeah. And then I think you, you'd find the, Alexandra, you'd find the social self-pres portion of the video really interesting. Because it's actually a pretty fucking... Just like straight description of social self press. I, I, oh, wow. That video was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Send it to me. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me send it. Yeah, what is it? What's the source? What's the. This is a guy who is uh, um, making videos about Igbo spirituality. And so this is, you know, Igbo cosmology. Mm-hmm. And it's market days, but um, he said that what the is market that? days what, what... was. What's so my my last name is Okorafor, and Afor is a market day, and Okoro is like son of a market day, and so hmm. I was trying to find out the significance of that. 
my mom's mm-hmm. name is Wanka, which Eke is one of the market days. It's, it's like a son of or a child of that day. And so those days are basically Igbo cosmology saying that the entire universe is contained in those four days. Mm. Or those yeah, four force cool. four cool. forces. And so the guy was it's like a forty five minute video where um looking at like what those days were and their elements and forces you of really the universe. Like it. Yeah, it's really good. David, That's cool. David cool. especially you'd like it. Cause um yeah. the first Eke feels like um sexual, but the social blind type of sexual where it's everything mm-hmm. is plasma wet. Um mm-hmm. they even said um <clears throat> it's like all the negativity in the world condensed. Mm-hmm. And it then it it goes into a myth of um, a husband killing his wife, and then after he kills his wife, he starts crying, and then then it goes into the water mm-hmm. segment of sexual, mm-hmm. and then it goes into the self pressed blind sexual stackings, right? And then that's all about bling <laughs> and enjoying life and blah blah blah, and then it goes into um, self pressed social, like um, appreciating the earth and making sure that. It, that we're t- that we're replenishing we're punishing the earth as we take away from it, and then mm-hmm. it goes Aww. into social self prize law um, of the land and structures. That's awesome. People live according to these. Uh, like on Eke Day, you it's, there's a thing going around that people don't die on Eke Day because it's a bad omen to die on that day because it represents uh, transformation and um, and so you don't make significant decisions on that market day and these market days still exist to this day like uh and also you know it's like astrology where if you're born depending on what day that you're born on it it says something about you know your life path and everything so it's it's there's a lot there there's a lot there to explore and then families are named because of the day that they're born and then we were talking about your mother's um, family and your father's family yeah and it it fit really well because you're your mother's family was Eke, and My they dad's were they they were the warrior clan, and then your dad's yeah. family is very social self pres and about organization, and it fits it fits perfectly with those descriptions. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So that'd be That's cool to cool. potentially explore. Yeah, yeah, this is fun. You should bring Od. Yeah, he's oh, really yeah. into that. Oh yeah, that'd oh, be is really he? fun. Oh, that'd yeah, cool. be cool. Yeah, he's really into that. Yeah, yeah, I'll have huh. to like poke around. Maybe African yeah. pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right all right well, i'm very sleepy so well, <laughs> yeah. here's to 2023 and uh yep very drunk and uh <laughs> let's look forward to 2024 i think we, we started this in 2019 wow. no yeah well this the first pod came out january 2020 yeah but we we started recording yeah. fall of 2019 yeah. Fourth we recorded like three of them before we. Yeah, yeah. The first episode came out in January 2020. A few months before the pandemic. Is it baby? They can talk now. Yeah. It's four years. Time. This is the fourth year under the belt. People still listen to us for some reason. Yeah. Congratulations to us. <laughs> hey. Big hormone lives on. Venus sextile Pluto in 30 minutes, y'all. It's good. Which it's means good say something about it. Uh, relationships will be more, um, let's see, resilient towards like uh, deeper discoveries, deeper digging, deeper excavation, you know, like more resilience towards discomfort and like tough conversations and stuff like that. Like the right <coughs> relationships will be prioritized during that. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, what are you talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pluto is like ha- Hades. 
Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Venus and Hades. That's Persephone. So, Acrom is right Venus, Emica is Hades. There you go. Well, it depends on the time of the month. That, that's, uh, <laughs> well, that's true. That's <laughs> totally dark. Sometimes, sometimes it switches up. <laughs> Maybe's. Dark I and crumb so emerges. Yes. Dark and crumb. <laughs> it's not dark and crumb. She's just a crumb with some shit to say. Mm. <laughs> that's what I fucking said. And that's how I know that we're the smartest people in this fucking <laughs> little chat okay. here. We're just going to agree with that. Absolutely. We're just going to agree with that. Sure. Yeah, we'll just let the social yeah. types have their thing. Yeah, we just... <laughs> I totally agree. As boyfriends of social types. Yes. Self-preservation over here. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> all right. Love all right, you all. Bye, Bye guys. Go. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy guys. Happy New Year.